a writer, a poet, radio host and musician who believes that the true development of a nation lies in sticking to its own culture instead of mimicking that of other nations. It's because of this belief that she's made a name for herself through her work, which has been influenced by capturing the experiences of those around her. On a mission to ensure that other women and the youth realize their potential, the 32-year-old is involved in teaching these groups to read and write music and to use poetry to address social issues. Her birth name is Muriel Mukati Mvubu, but due to the Irish roots of her first name and her proud African identity, she goes by the name Mwafrika Wamukati. You're listening to the Winning Women Podcast. Indigenous in habits makes me more proud of being an African than ever. My wholesome life and everything about me oozes with Africanism. My hair texture and my skin color is attached to it. I say, look at my physical build alone, it speaks volumes about it. We can never fully understand ourselves as a people and if we don't understand our culture. It's because of how people have taken the culture of sending out people to the world, now I'm talking about the missionaries, to Africa and infuse and enforce their cultural living to us. And that's how it is in life that we teach people the culture, the language, and then they want to be. And it was so much for me to try and understand my culture. And that's when I picked up that if the Zulu people can have names or can have same names and have Itagazelo, then what about me? So I wanted that. Hence then the asking of the name, uh, hence the regalia, you know, it's not that we dress like this because of its heritage, man, no, but it's a lifestyle. That's how we want to live, you know. Uh, we, 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 we become submissive because of we have not fully embodied our cultures. This I'm talking about, the, the worst people who have come to Africa and they were teaching us their, their languages. They were teaching us whether this is a white glass or a red wine glass or a white wine glass. That is the cultural things, you know. And being conscious of such, I wanted to, I wanted to know mine. And once I figured the importance of knowing one's culture, I wanted to tell everyone why they should know theirs. 
People don't want to talk about certain issues as if they don't exist. Last year, Africa released a poetry collection called My Tongue is a Rainbow, which includes poems tackling various issues from gender-based violence, cultural practices, racism, and other forms of injustice. I mean, to, to hear a stance that, you know, 63 women killed in 30 days in South Africa, it is just too much, you know. And somehow it was, it was pushing for me to, to speak of some of those issues. I've always spoken about, about women issues, even in a very early age, um, of my writing, of my writing career and my theater career. So most of my, my work has been talking about women, excuse me, and women issues because of I'm, I'm black, I'm a black woman and uh, I understand stories of black women much better, you know. So for me to write about, about that, it was just to, to start a conversation. And I, I believe that I have released this book just to spark, you know, conversation. Uh, should someone be reading through the book and, you know, how about they have a conversation with their friends about them? I speak of initiation, initiation school uh, stuff. And if it can spark conversation, uh, let it be, you know, I speak of, uh, racism and we still haven't found the standpoint in South Africa to really speak about it frankly if the book can spark that conversation like let it be you know and if if someone take their time to review about it you know it's much appreciated but I've sparked that that conversation you've also sparked conversation with bodies under siege mm. just tell us a little bit more Bodies Under Siege, it is by, uh, it is produced by Hear My Voice, uh, which is a company that I co-founded with uh, two, two men, uh, Ishmael and Pomolo. And we, the, the whole aim of, of this, uh, of this, of, of this organization, Hear My Voice, is to create uncensored spaces for for people to express themselves and particularly poets to express themselves. And we have been doing some work and also in some international work, but people don't want, still don't want to talk about women issues, still don't want, people still don't want to talk about the LGBTI community issues as if like they are non-existence, you know? So Bodies Under Siege was also propelled by 63 women in 30 days being killed and it was just so heavy you know it was just too much it was just we can't <laughs> so we, we we came up with this production to talk about these two important issues uh we brought amazing writers to come and and share their truths you know um and it's only recently it has been going on for 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 two years, this is the third year running. So we have done it with the Babasati International Women Festival, hosted theater. So this year, it we have taken it to to Sweden. It was Sweden virtually. <laughs> so also, Sweden is it's a, one of the feminist countries in the world, and to take a production like Bodies Under Siege that speaks about. Uh, women abuse uh, that speaks about sexuality, women's sexualities, 
you know, uh, women who are comfortable in their sexuality. It's, I think it was a, it was a, a very significant uh, space, you know, to present the work, but also very significant to spark conversation in Sweden because of we have had conversations here, and you know, uh, it has its significance, yes, but also to spark conversation in a country where it is like it's a feminist country and they they are okay to express themselves. I'm excited to hear the reviews because of it is just aired uh, on Saturday uh, as part of the Gothenburg Book Festival. It also speaks to taking the work abroad. We have had Bodies Under Siege in South Africa twice and this year we are taking it overseas and the traction is much bigger. Within the poetry spaces it has always been that uh, men cannot speak of of our issues as women, you know, because they don't understand, you know, they don't feel the cringe of when a man is whistling and you are just, you know, walking by. So why should they write about about women issues? But this year, we brought men um, to speak on this issue, and it is it, it has been quite interesting to see how men also reflect in their within their creative space um, about about us, about women, about the LGBTIQ uh, women in these spaces. What you're listening to is one of more Africa's favorite pieces titled Oday to Les Makint. The poem pays tribute to a young woman by the name of Lesiho Makint, whom Africa used to know as a student. Makint was unfortunately found dead in her room with no one knowing what had happened to her, vowing to continue addressing social ills in her creative work, Moafrika's message is quite simple. The voice is the most powerful tool to use to initiate conversation and work towards change. Tune in next time as I feature another queen making her mark. Hashtag winning women. We don't eat bones no more. We collect them. Enter them in swallow graves, hoping the trombonist will reborn. We swallow their death, slided out in unison. When a trombonist has died, we don't eat bones no more. Until the full moon, when the blood waters their graves. Miss Trombone slides in deep in sleep till the last trumpet blows. Dorum de, 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 dorum de